0: This episode of the Get Fast podcast is brought to you by Tribello Coaching, where we help triathletes and cyclists like you train smarter to race faster. You are joined, as always, by your host, Australian Ironman champion, Jared Donnelly, and I am Jordan Donnelly. In this podcast episode, we are interviewing uh, a really inspiring story by a current Trivelo athlete of ours, and we decided to get him onto the podcast, uh, not because his story is anything to do with uh, professional accolades or you know, the greatest uh, sporting or athletic achievements in the world. In fact, it's quite the opposite. And you know, when, when we say he's a Trivello athlete, he, he said himself in, in his own words, that that's a bit of a stretch of words. He doesn't even call himself an athlete, but his story is uh, inspiring nonetheless from he uh, coming in his own words from a really dark place uh, to turning his life around and uh using cycling to completely change his life in in all aspects uh this is a really incredible story um and something we wanted to share and get a travel athlete on uh so you could hear uh, part of his stories and hopefully it, it can help you in some way and uh, yeah it was it was quite a great interview wasn't it dad
1: oh definitely jordan and uh what you've just summed up there about um, his athletic ability. It's absolutely got nothing to do with that. Um, It's, it's a journey for, for Cameron and, and, you know, he first came to me two and a half years ago and, and it's been one of the, the more enjoyable stories and, and partnerships that I've had. And, you know, I say partnership because every athlete we coach, we feel like it should be a partnership and, and, you know, what Cameron has been able to achieve personally from, you know, literally 135 kilograms down to 95 kilograms from, you know, building his business from near, near, you know, the bottom of the, the ladder to, to flying, to, to having, you know, a struggling family relationship to having two great kids and a, and a wife who loves what he does now all because he, he just got his life sorted out and, and had structure and had goals set and, and organized his week and days and, and everything about this story, it's not about winning, it's about, you know, personal journey. And, and and sometimes people need to understand that, you know, there's only going to be so many few winners in, in, in every, everything we do in life, whether it's a business family or, or athletic achievement, but it's the journey that you take yourself on. And, and this is what I really wanted to get across uh, to the listeners and I've, and I've just been so inspired by his attitude and his positivity, positivity towards everything that he's done in that two and a half years that I've known him and and it's it's a really inspiring motivating uh, story to hear and and just gives you perspective to to understand that you know we, we all struggle at times you know in, in our daily lives you know on any given week or day or month and it's just how you deal with those struggles is going is going to make you or break you and um, and I think I think that's the story we want to get across today
0: yeah, we, we hope you really enjoy it. Cameron is a unique character. Uh, you'll find that out in the interview. You know, he says what's on his mind. He's completely honest about his own story and about his own life. And I think that's what's um, made his, his kind of comeback in his story pretty special is that he, he's a little bit different, you know, in his beliefs. And he, he puts himself out there. Um, but he, he really is congruent and aligned with his own beliefs. And uh, that's what's made him uh, so successful in his own right and uh, in his own goals. Um, which is the most important thing. And so, yeah, we hope you enjoy what he has to say. Uh, we certainly did. Uh, so without further ado, here is the interview. Just a final note with this interview, uh, the interview does go into some serious mental health topics and the topic of suicide. So if you or anyone you know needs any help with mental health or suicide, you can call Lifeline on three double one one four. That's really important to mention. Uh, Lifeline is always available to help on three double one. One, four. Cameron Stewart on the podcast with us, a tri athlete, a epic writer and an epic person. We can't wait to hear Cameron's story. Cameron, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Uh, no worries, mate. I think putting me in the athlete league uh, category is probably a bit, bit generous, but... Uh... <laughs>
0: That's a good start because that'll give some good context to to your story. And you are you're forever telling Dad how grateful you are for being on the program, for being uh, with Travello, and getting fit. Uh, and it's really amazing to hear that so consistently. And so we wanted to get you on here to tell your story about where you've come from and and how you know getting fit and really focusing down on some discipline has really helped you in your life. So I'll let Dad uh, say some words about you, Cameron, and uh, get us started in that way.
1: It's uh, it's been a good almost two and a bit years now that uh, the journey Cam and I have been on together, um, and and I've been pretty amazed at uh, where Cam started on our on our training uh, life journey um, and to where he is now. Um, it's a it's a, a story that I really want others to hear, and um, there's so many positives about what has happened in Cam, not just in his. Uh, his health and well-being, but um, he's told me many times how how it's improved every other aspect of his of his life because he's got structure and he's got some things to to work towards each day and each the stepping stones have been uh, really helpful in his journey uh, from from where he was um, you know a few years ago to where he is now and and that's the sort of the first question where I want to start with Cameron is you know tell us you know before you and I had a little chat on the phone two and a half years ago, where were you in, in your physical, uh, state, uh, as a, as an athlete?
2: Well, put it this way, I, we have a, uh, a big hill just down the road from our house. And, uh, at that point when we started chatting, I always sort of tampered with mountain biking and played around with it, but more just tried to go down hills more so. And, uh, but there's a hell, big hill down the road there. It's, a, it's probably around, you know, 600 metres long. I couldn't even ride up it. That's how unfit I was. And uh, I, I think I was around 130 kilos. And uh, my fitness was terrible. My my mental state was terrible. Um, I was, well, two, two and a bit years ago. So I, I was kind of really starting to come out of one of the biggest um, down times in my life from a mental standpoint. Um, around the time I started training, I we had dropped several million dollars off our portfolio and uh, our property portfolio and we got ourselves into a fairly stressful sort of predicament financially. Uh, we hadn't gone bust or anything, but we had we had significantly rec- uh, reduced our wealth, etc. And I had been in a really terrible headspace. Like I mean, like severe anxiety, depression. Um, my dad had just died. Um, we just had a baby. Um, our uh, relationship was. T- a little bit tough because I was so stressed and, and it was re- really a bit of a crappy time and it was about that time actually my cousin, because I was, uh, he was up, we had bought a house from him and we were just having a, we are getting on the lash, having a few beers in the shed and he said um, he can't even remember the conversation so he shows you how much whiskey we drunk that night but um <laughs> he he told me about this mountain bike race he's been doing down in um, in Wanaka, in Lake Hauia, and I, in my state of <laughs> intoxication, somehow that got engraved in my brain. And the next day or the day after, I signed up for a 160-kilometer mountain bike race without ever doing a mountain bike race in my life. And I rang, rang up Brett and I said, hey, mate, I've signed up for that race. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what one did you sign up for? <laughs> And he, go, he goes, uh, this is where I realized i I've maybe done the wrong thing. He goes, oh, I said, oh, the 160. He goes, oh, you idiot. You shouldn't have signed up for that. He said, you should have only signed up for the, the 85 or the 90 or whatever it was. And I thought, oh, okay. And uh, so I proceeded to ring Craig, who's a good friend of Gerard, and uh, told him what I'd done. And uh, Craig said, oh, okay, Um, you probably should have a chat to Gerard. <laughs> So that was kind of, it was all a, like it's a story of my life. Everything's fairly erratic and um, I don't really think things through too much. I'm not really over analytical about anything. Uh, I, and Gerard would have seen this in the earlier phases of trying to get me started with technology and all this stuff. I lose the plot trying to get stuff going. I'm, I'm like a hundred miles an hour in everything I do. And anyway, so I rang up Gerard or Gerard rang me and we had a chat and, uh, I think I'd have said, oh, I'll just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And that's kind of how it started with um, Trivelo. And, you know, to fast forward from that point, you know, going back to that hill that I was telling you about that I can't even ride up. Well, I can sprint up that now on my bike. Yeah. You know, and like, it's pretty crazy to think that you can r- jump on your mountain bike today and just Bang out hundred k's and you're still good to have a beer if you want, you know. Like, where in the early phases of my training, I'd do twenty k and I'd come back and I'd have to go to sleep. Like that's how unfit I was. Uh,
1: it's, it's a great start to the story, uh, and thanks for that introduction. Um, so, just on a 130 kgs is where you started with your weight. Where where are you at right now today?
2: Around 95 fluctuates a little bit, sort of between you know, ninety five to ninety six but it's around that range. Have you noticed
1: um, have you noticed anything, Cameron, about everyday life's things that that, that thirty five kilo that you've taken off has, has enabled you to do differently?
2: Oh just everything. Like I'm a I'm a you know I'm a hunter for example. I go away up in the bush hiking and and uh, we I went away with some mates couple of months ago and I was just peeling up the hills like usually I'd have to like stop all the time and I just don't get puffed anymore you know and just you know running around doing all the things like I say when I say I'm 100 miles an hour that's it's hard to explain what how that looks but it's there's a lot going on at any given time in my life um I think losing all of that weight and, and being fit and having a clear mind um makes you a lot more functional where I actually when I look back at where I was at before I don't even know how I functioned to be honest with you I was really I, I, I just it's really hard to think how I was functioning like that because if I have six beers or something now I've, oh man I hurt big time where you know we used to have we've got a thing in New Zealand called crate day and uh, that's where you sit down and you knock off a 12 750 mils of beer 12 bottles and and uh, i used to be able to drink a crate and a half on crate day and i, I wouldn't have even touched the sides oh, yeah. and i'd wake up the next day and do it again mm-hmm. and that was kind of my, like the extremest part of my personality is everything i did
1: yeah.
2: was a hundred percent good or bad and I, I suppose you know just cutting out the drinking i hardly touch alcohol these days and and you know, I, I just I, I don't touch drugs. I don't touch anything like that anymore because I don't I don't need to. I, I find the cycling gives me the endorphins and the happiness that I need. I don't need that crap anymore. That's
1: that's fantastic to hear that. And and what about what about your business? You know, you talked about being you know really financially uh, down from where, where you where you were. How's, how's this health healthy lifestyle and and approach and attitude affected your business
2: oh it's been um well since I started cycling just because my habits were so much greater you know getting earlier starts you know having to fit the cycling sessions in otherwise I'd get anxious because Gerard I knew he was watching like big brother over my shoulder and that's I it's um I suppose from a business point of view it's been phenomenal really um I've gone from I've like tripled this, the size of my business like income wise we run a couple of different businesses we have a, a, a network business we have a property development business um you know for a long time i was battling with the the network business for example because i just didn't have the right attitude the right thinking patterns i was unrelatable um and and you know through this period of time just being focused with my fitness and all the rest of it we've dominated that and dominated the property. You know, when I started in property 2009 full-time, you know, we were doing $200,000 transactions. And today we're putting together transactions in 20 million plus. And, you know, it's pretty crazy to think, like, how you can end up in a situation like that in your life. But it's it's a compound effect. You know, it's like what you do daily, good or bad, negatively or positively, affects you and I I think that's really um what the cycling has done for me from a fitness point like it's just given me a focus that I can't go and do the partying and all those things anymore because I it will just screw me up when I go riding yeah, what about, so, yeah go ahead Jordan
0: well what about your mental health because you said it was the probably lowest point in your life so how's that turned around um, now
2: Well, I've naturally been an anxious personality my whole life. I've been, it's just the way I've been since I was a little kid. It's just been part of who I am naturally an anxious guy. And and obviously with the cycling and um, doing the sessions and especially the endurance, what I love about the endurance riding is it's kind of like an out-of-body experience. Um, You get into a state where when you hit the hurt locker and you don't think you can go any further, um, you find uh, it's like an inner peace where all of that uh, mental uh, turmoil that's going on in the brain can be, it's like it disappears because of you go into a, for example, I'll give you an example. It's hard to explain, but you you guys know this because you're a cyclist yourself. But how I look at it is when you are all anxious and worked up in your mind, you're you're thinking about the pain in your body. But when you find peace in your mind, you start to hear the stones under your tires. You start to hear the birds whistling. You start to hear the the branches falling in the forest. You start to, it's a different, it's like a meditative state. And and it was really weird out all of the things that I've done i've done a lot of different things i've i've, I've pay, done nlp coaching of I've, I've, you know tony robbins events grant Cardone events. like i've spent quarter of a million dollars on different courses and coaching programs and all these different things and the problem with i always found with a lot of the stuff it was a lot of it was a bit rah rah and there was no real accountability where what cycling's uh and or biking's done for me is it's it's like a time where I can actually think, and I don't have to think about all that other crap that's going on around me, and it gives me clear direction on what I need to be doing. And it's the the only way I can describe it, it's like meditating for me.
1: It's incredible uh, the the description you've you've given us because that's an example in so many people who have found what you've found that clarity, that simplified thought process. And, you know, we can confuse ourselves with so much um, junk in our head. Then, you know, if we strip things back and just concentrate on you know, keeping it simple and, and Craig Bellamy, the, the Melbourne Storm coach is an unbelievably good um, ambassador for keeping it simple. And my dad used to say, you know, kiss, keep it simple, stupid um and it was you know if he just your role is as a craig bellamy describes your role as a forward is to score your role as a defender is to tackle and that was basically his coaching regime and and not complicating it not getting guys so confused that they didn't know what they were doing when they got out on the park and and that clarity that you're talking about is exactly that in your in your cycling and and do you think that's that's one of the things that's helped you not only become, you know, lighter in your weight, uh, better focused uh, at work and, and, and in business, um, and also understanding how to go through the process of training for an epic event like a hundred and sixty kilometre mountain bike.
2: Yeah, I, I just um, it does it just once you. I remember going into that event. I I, I don't think didn't matter how much training I'd done. I was never going to be prepared mentally for what was ahead of me. Just to put it into perspective, for the listeners, I, my mate and I did that race. And we, I think Gerard had me training for around nine hours. We'd built up to about nine hours. And uh, we ended up on the bike for 12 hours. <laughs> um, it's like, I mean, um, like, like, how do you, like, that's serious hurt locker. And
1: Just to put this in perspective, when Cameron first said to me that he's picked the race and the goal, and he had picked the hardest event in New Zealand, probably one of the hardest events in the world for his first, for his first go at a race, and even, even my background, I picked my first mountain bike race and it was 100k, and I was still questioning my decision whether I should have done the 50 or the 100, because it was my first mountain bike race, and I've been riding a bike for 40 years. Cameron been riding a bike for four minutes and he picks a 160k mountain bike race, that the most epic event that he can possibly do. And that's an example of the of the thought process of, of Cameron. And, and, and there's no challenge that I've thrown at him that he he won't just go, okay, if you say I can do that, I'll do that. And and it's just a great attitude that it, it it's just so refreshing for me from a coaching point of view to have an athlete like you who, if I say, you know, this is what I think we should be doing. You'll go, how high do I jump? Um, and, you know, y- your, your way about, you go about going through your whole daily process because you've got a young family, you've got a big business that you're running and you're trying to get yourself fit. Um, you know, what are the things that you think about each day in, in terms of managing those three incredibly difficult things that you're, you're juggling each day, how do you go through that, Cameron?
2: Well, you just got to manage your diary. Um, like, we, we we have, obviously, um, the diary on our phone, and it's just full. Um, you know, obviously, over December, January it's a little bit slower for us because we don't do much property-wise over that period. But, you know, February onwards to November is fairly, you know, hard out. And um, I, I think it's just learning to manage your time. Like, people, um, you know, like... It's pretty hard to fit in 15 hours a week of training alongside all of the other stuff that we do. Like, it's a lot of different moving parts. You know, like property development is no easy game. It's fairly complex. You're dealing with, you know, an L team around 74 different subbies and employees and um, consultants and all that type of stuff. So there's a lot of moving parts Uh, from that point of view, then you've got the pressure that goes alongside it that uh, if you're not composed, it can really, it's easy to make excuses not to do a bike ride, put it that way. Um, Because you just get so worked up, you know, about it. Um, And then, you know, outside of that property stuff, we we do two to three hours a night building our network. You know, we have um, well over 100 uh, people that we mentor and coach in that arena, and that's growing, you know, there'll be multiple hundreds at the end of this year. Um, plus, we have two boys, a lifestyle block, a rental property portfolio. Um, I'm a hunter. I'm a scuba diver. I'm a, I have a motocross track at my house.
1: Unfortunately.
2: I, uh, yeah, Gerard doesn't like that, but I, I, I probably spend four hours a week on my motorbike as well. But yeah. even, it, I don't tell Gerard about that, but it's, I do. It's,
1: it's, a very, it's a very busy schedule, and the only reason I know he's on his mountain bike is when he crashes and breaks his ankle and uh, can't ride his, his pushback.
2: But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, I think a lot of people think that they've got no time. Uh, and I think people who say they've got no time just don't have a dream. You know, when you've got a dream and a desire... See, I I, 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 I don't ever think I'll be ultra competitive as a mountain bike rider i just think my limitations because of my injury and stuff i haven't talked about that yet but uh they limit me a little bit it causes me a fair bit of grief and i just i might able to get above average but I, i i don't do it for that reason i do it because it's progression like it would be easy just to stop you know once you've done a few like, I did that Walker 100, which was a 100-kilometre um, single-track race, and I, I didn't actually complete it. I failed. I missed the cutoff point. I did 80K, and it was a brutal race. I said to Gerard, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and anyway, a couple of days went by, and I thought, no, no, stuff it. I, I'm going to go back and beat that bastard. And so I signed up for it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, like it's about progression. It's not about, it's, it's my own battle. It's not trying to prove a point to anyone else other than myself. Um, uh, and I think um, it's not driven by ego. I think that's another thing too, is cycling is very humbling. When you're getting your ass handed to you by 60 year olds, um, you know, like, you know, that who have been cycling for years and they're just dominating you, passing out these hills and smoking you it makes you go, well, actually I'm not that good. <laughs> and, uh, it, 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 it got rid of a lot of ego. i naturally egotistical personality. I think you have to have a bit of ego to succeed in life, but, um, it, it sort of humbled me and made me realize, Hey, I'm not bulletproof. I, I You know, but I am capable of improving. And, um, I'll probably a bit of a long-winded answer to that question. I'll probably, I'll go all over the place. My brain goes (laughs) in different directions.
0: I really liked your answers. And that was going to be my next point, is asking you about your challenges at the moment. Because the story so far is incredible from where you've come from to where you are now. But it doesn't just end. You know, you don't just get to this point and then you're good for the rest of your life. You know, it's hard to maintain it. It's It's not like you've just gotten here and it's easy to maintain. So what challenges are you facing at the moment to keep it up?
2: Um... I feel like challenges, I, I don't look at challenges as challenges anymore. I look at um, any struggle that I have as a lesson. So my, I think my perspective has changed on how I look at problems. We have, maybe a few years ago, I would have looked at problems that have arisen or stresses. Like we've got things going on in property and things happening all the time. It's, it's complicated. There's always stuff happening, going pear shape. It's just the way it is. Um, but rather than stressing out all the time about it, I've, I've been more solution orientated and uh, it's kind of been like when I've had these little injuries and stuff along the way, Um, you know, like I I actually fell off my bike a couple of weeks ago and banged my hip up and I've been going to the osteopath, just kind of been riding through that. Um, You know, like I did a hundred Ks with a sore hip the weekend before. And I, I, I think, uh, your pain is, and the, the struggles that we have are just a lesson. And you know, like I've been reading a book lately, David Goggins. You can't hurt me, and he's pretty tapped out. That guy, and I, I'm kind of, I've I've always been a little bit like that myself, anyway. Um,
0: speak about we speak about that book a lot on the podcast. It's a, it's a family yeah, of mine.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I, and I think really, um challenges will continue to come, and. You know, you're never out of the woods. There's always circumstances that happen because that's life. Um, But it's not what happens to you that matters. It's how you overcome them. And um, my belief system is I can overcome anything. Just give me time. And I believe I can overcome anything now because when you get into a world of hurt on a bike and you just think you've got nothing left, like, I mean, to the point on that Walker 100, that race, if you haven't, um, if you don't know what the Walker 100 is, Google it. It's a race in Rotorua New Zealand. I tell you what, I, if you think it's easy, when the border opens up, come over and have a crack at that because that is brutal. 100K is a single track. But there was a point in that race I, I just completely lost the plot. Like, I mean, like, I just hit the wall. I, I don't know what happened. I just, oh, I lost the plot. I threw my bike on the ground. This, I, I just completely lost it. And then I, I come right. And I just banged away and I got back into the zone, but unfortunately I didn't make the cutoff. But, um, I, I, I suppose the point I'm trying to make in regards to that is sometimes when you get into those States, whether it's in business, fitness, Whatever you know, losing a loved one, someone sick, all of these things that happen to us, um, it's just it's just a phase that will that will pass, and uh, if you keep focusing on that particular situation, it won't pass. But if you just go, okay, well, I just got to turn this pedal one more time, one more time, one more time. Eventually, that will be behind you, and I think. That's kind of like my mentality now. I don't really, there is no challenge. There's, there, um, it's just something that I've got to overcome to keep moving forward.
1: Oh, that's that's a brilliant answer again, mate. And um, you, you really, you know, you've really emphasised that you can only control what you can control. And the things that are out of your control, they're, they're time wasters and they're actual ineffective for your progress and, you know, you're on about progress and, and improving yourself as a person, uh, both in business as a family man, a husband, a father, you know, and as a, and as a mountain biker, you're always wanting to, to, you know, there's no one who tries harder than you do in, in the training program and I imagine, I don't know anything about your business or your family, but I imagine you've got the same concept there. And it's it's a great example for all those listeners that you know you can go through a horrible experience in your life, no matter how long it goes for, whether it's a month, a day, or ten years, you can still change your attitude, your approach, um, and and turn yourself around. And you're you're an example of of this um, to everybody who's listening. I can't, I, I don't. It's a it's a hard story to get across because it's so involved. But but where you've come from when I first met you to where you are now, it, it's it it, you know it gives me such pleasure and pride to talk about you um to other people um when they might be you know in their own world struggling with with many things that are happening whether it's personal or business or just in in training um you know you, you can overcome these things with just you know the right perspective on 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 what's happening around you and and you're a great example of this and and um, it's quite incredible how you've how you've managed to do that because you know you ha- you have had a you know a pretty um, as you say a hundred mile an hour lifestyle and you know you people who look at you now think you've probably de- been doing this like this for a long time but you haven't you've you've come from a from a place that was pretty dark um,
2: oh mate yeah, it's like um majorly dark you know like in, in two thousand six I had a major spinal injury and uh, crushed L5S1 uh, vertebrae and ended up having multiple operations, got uh, really sick, um, got a disease called discitis, which attacked my nervous system and just about killed me. I was, I was down to about 70 kilos. Um, I looked like a cancer patient. Um, prior to that, I was a fairly boisterous young man. And, uh, you know, physical, you know, rugby... You know, fighting, all the things that young guys do, just stupidity. I was in Kalgoorlie in Western Australia. And, and uh, you know, when that injury happened, you know, it, it's really funny when you look at where, where things are at now. I, you know, I never thought that I would even be alive,
1: mm.
2: you know, let alone doing 100 kilometer mountain bike races. I, I have a, a numb left leg, my, I have nerve damage in my left leg, and I have a few spines. I get, obviously, fairly major spasming and stuff because of that injury. And uh, so if I fall off or anything like that, I I pay for it big time. And that's why I take a little bit to recover. But, you know, like, if you look back at that point in my life, you know, I got told I'd never do anything physical. The doctors, you know, they, oh, you want to see the reports, the psychiatric reports and all the shit that they did at that point through that compensation period. It's like if you if you believe what those reports say, you just go and get a gun and end it. Like seriously.
1: Mm.
2: And um that 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 you know you gotta be careful what you listen to. You know what the medical field says is not always correct. And that the human mind is powerful than a than a, than a tablet. You know, and you can actually fix your own problems through um like what we've done here with the exercise but you know in the earlier years of my life I wasn't doing what I'm doing now exercise was because I was told I couldn't do that so I believed that didn't I so what did I do I just drunk you know took drugs and that was my way of dealing with that you know it was a traumatic experience getting told that you never be able mm. to play rugby, or not that I was any good, but you know, I, I used to love it. You know, like mm. getting out there and thumping people around on the field. I loved it. You know, it's um, but you get told you can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah, you, you, you apply for jobs, no one will employ me, employ, employ you because you fail the medicals. So you're branded as, you know, they're not people aren't calling you a loser, but they, uh, that's how it makes you feel. So you know, I, like. The reason why I do, I've done a few talks and things like this over the years on social media and different things, and I've spoken in front of hundreds of people all over New Zealand. and um, I don't do talks like this because it's about me. I, I actually just do this because I want to help people. Because, you know, like some people are just battling. Like you look at what's happened recently with COVID-19 and the unnecessary stress and all the stuff that's come upon us because of, the lockdowns and the stress on businesses and, and all of these things. And sometimes some, some people just need to hear that it's going to be okay. There was times in my life that I didn't think it was going to be okay. I wanted to end it. You know, I I openly talk about that. I wanted to end my life at different times because it was so hard, but anyone can overcome those things. It's just, it's just, one foot in front of the other. And I, I think, you know, like if there's people out there that listen to this that have had serious injuries and stuff, sometimes when you're in the thick of that, it's pretty hard to see the light. Yeah. You know, it's, you probably see it with your some of your clients if they've had a pretty big spill in there. It's pretty tormenting on you if you've been physical your whole life.
1: Yeah. Look, everything you've summarised there, Cameron, is, you know, every every person that is in our group has experienced a percentage of that, not probably to the extremeness that you have, but but everybody's going through this. And so with that, how important is it for you to set goals or targets or work towards things? How important is that in your structure to enable you to be the success that you you are now?
2: Oh, that's 100%. That's all I do. You know, I'm a, you know, like a little bit weird, probably slightly obsessive about the goals that I set. And uh, it's probably a little bit extreme for some people. Not compared to a lot of other guys. There's a lot of guys that are way more successful than what I am. And, and but it's not about others. It's about your own individual journey. Um, but setting goals is key. You know, like um, that, hence why I, I like with the biking. I I just I know if I sign up for those races, I'll do it. So that's it's kind of like I've already put those marks in the calendar. So I'm kind of screwed. I have to like train, otherwise, I'm going to be in a world of strife when it gets to the Locker 100 later in the year. So setting, you know, fitness goals. Um, I never had fitness goals before I started doing the cycling thing, and I think the good thing about the mountain bike and what I do, um, it's just good because you can just work from event to event. And it, I find with you don't have a goal, you lose focus. Mm. Then you start to eat more pizza and oh, it's all right to have a few more beers here and you start to lose, you know, your, your clarity around what you're doing. Um, but in regards to what I do with my the property stuff and and what we do with our network and all the other things that we do, uh, you have to have targets set in place. But there, I think, I was saying this to some of our guys, we were doing a Zoom last night, some of our guys, I said, um, a lot of people have big audacious goals, like they have this, this big audacious target they're trying to hit. But the problem is like, they 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 can't actually clearly see the target. Like, it, they know it's there, but it's like they're looking through a scope of a gun, and it's like so far they can't. If they had a shot at it, they would miss because it's just too far out of reach. And I, I think with goal setting, you've got to you've got to you have got to have interim targets. You know, like. <laughs> I didn't do that when I signed up for that 160 race. So I, that was, you know, a fairly audacious goal, and I just had a crack at it. But um, in business, especially, like you've got to have those shorter term targets, and you'll never hit the targets if you're not disciplined. You know, like I can't say I'm 100% disciplined, but I, I reckon I'm probably 95% there with the things that I do. Like I'm, I'm pretty hard out when it comes to discipline that's how i've got to where i am with all the different things um so you've got to you've got to have you've got to be able to break your days down you've got to win your day so if you want to hit a goal any goal first of all you've got to win your day if you can't win your day how the hell are you going to win your week well, if you can't win your week how are you going to win your month you know then i break it down to quarters you know the, in the year well you've got to be able to break down what are the goals for this quarter you know and you know like what are the goals for this financial year so my my thing has been well I'll double my income well how the hell do you do that well you've got to okay well two two ways you can you can double the activity that you did the previous year or you can get smarter about how you go about doing your business. So do, instead of doing as many transactions, do bigger transactions. Or instead of doing, um, you know, smaller jobs, if you're a tradie, like a painter or a plumber, do bigger jobs, you know, like, and and have more of those rather than running around like a blue-ass fly trying to do everything. And I think the other thing too with goal setting is, uh, I think a lot of people just do, try to do too many things and they, uh, and I'm probably one of them to a degree too, because I do have a lot of hobbies, um, but you, you've got to, you've got to know, well, what, what is it that I like, really, what is the life that I want? And I never used to talk like this, but it's like, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be the best dad and husband that I can I want to be as fit and strong as I can be. I want to be able to influence and help as many people as I can. I want to be able to contribute to society. You know, I never thought that I'd want to give a million dollars a year away, but that's like something that I've got on my mind that I want to do. I want to get to that level where I can have a charity of some sort where I can give that away a year. So you get to a certain point where the goal setting is not just about your own little life. It's about what is the biggest... What is the, the bigger picture here? Who can you actually contribute to? You know, what is the impact that, or the legacy that you're gonna leave behind?
1: It's uh, it's such a good attitude that you've got. And, uh, you know, we've always said uh, many times in our own business that if your main goal is to help others improve, in in effect, you will improve yourself. Um, and, you know, that can never be true A word said, I think. Um, the, the people who are so hell bent on improving themselves and don't care about the, anybody around them, you know, they're in a they're in a setting themselves up for a, a, a massive fail. Um, and you know, you, you can't be like that. It's great to to try and improve yourself. We're not saying it's not, but you know, if you've got the attitude that how many people can I help along this journey, and in fact you end up helping yourself be a better human being and. And if you're in a better mind state of mind, you know, your business improves, your family improves, your, your training improves. And when you go to do that session that's bloody, you know, hard as anything on a Tuesday, you know that you've got the right attitude, and you know that this will enable you to have a better day when you're standing on the start line come race day because you've done the hard yards along along the journey. And as you said before, each stepping stone along the journey is so crucial. It's not just about race day it's about how you get to race day the journey the process and i think you've just summarized so many of the things that we try to get across um in some of our podcasts it's been gold cam so yeah but
0: the, the parallels between what you're saying with breaking down your your business goals into quarterly uh, monthly weekly it's exact same with training goals that you say all the time dad it's um you know you want that end goal of the race but you can't just get there you know you've got to have the stepping stones along the way um so I really appreciate that Cameron. And that's a really great way to finish. I think, uh, you know, you, you're, you're very honest about your, your the way you think and the way you go about things and you say yourself, it's a little bit different, but it's it's what's made your story so good and uh, so interesting to listen to and to see how far you've come uh, that different level of thinking has got to you, gotten you to where you are. So it's, it's really inspiring to see. And we know you're passionate about telling your story. Uh, you tell it a lot in different forms. That's why we wanted you to come on here today and share it because uh, can really inspire people and it's really healthy uh, for anyone listening to hear someone's, you know, where they've come from in a negative way and where they are in a positive way, you know, both those things help. So uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing that. It's a, it's a really powerful story to hear.
2: Yeah, well, I, I really think, um, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at in life. I, I, like I I've said to Gerard multiple times, I, I'm forever, well, great, grateful for the people that I have in my life. You don't get to where, we are today without the wisdom of others. You know, in this case, uh, Gerard's program, Wisdom Around Fitness, has been, you know, instrumental over the last two or bit years. And, you know, like i got a mentor, Craig Craig and Anna Dean, like they've just been huge in my life and and helping me and, and, you know, other people along the way, you know, like my accountant and a whole range of other people that have been there to support. You don't make it on your own. And I think having people to support you uh, in, your, in your circle is just so vital and, and having gratitude towards those people. You know, it, it, sometimes you can get ahead of yourself. You can start to think you're, you know, you're a bit, bit too good, but you, you should never forget where you come from. And uh, so, yeah, like I say, it's uh, it, hopefully it's added some value to your listeners. And, um, you know, for anyone who's, you know, looking at Gerard and Jordan and, and what they do with Trivello, all I can say is I was a novice, novice cyclist and uh now i can bang out 100ks relatively easily on a mountain bike and that's testament to their program eh and uh so you know i'm always telling people about uh trivelo and what they're doing um so thanks guys been been great chatting today
1: awesome mate uh and i look forward to seeing how you go on the weekend uh in your next uh journey uh to your you're putting a pinning another number on and uh and uh, seeing how you cope with uh, another exhausting day on the bike.
2: Yeah, that's going to be good. Bit of character builder. I
1: <laughs>
0: appreciate yeah. it very much, Cameron. Thank you for joining us. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this has been another episode. We'll see you next time.